out to be a completely unreliable asshole. Hello, Tim. Hi, Ryan. Hi. And hello, everyone. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it may be. Good middle of the night. Oh, I hope. <laughs> Boy, do I hope. Maybe that's you just true. finished watching the film we're going to speak about today inside, and you're going to listen to us talk about it at 2 a.m. Because what else are you going to do after this movie? Anyways, <laughs> welcome to episode 39. Cry yourself to sleep. Right. <laughs> this is episode 39. We've made it to of our fair <gasps> podcast show, Ooh. Dismembering Horror. What is this show, Tim? It's a show. It's a podcast show where we dismember a film every week. Dismembering meaning we we talk about what worked. What didn't work. And anything interesting or noteworthy. Yeah. And we hope that our, we we don't, you know, we don't um, not aspire. We don't claim to be any, uh, any critics necessarily, but that is what we do. We think critically about these films in hopes that uh, it spurs you to do the same. And, um, you know, whether you agree with us or not, it's all good. Yeah. I can't imagine you agree with us all the time. <laughs> no. <laughs> we really, this is just keeping the dream alive of just, hey, it's fun to get together with a friend or two or three, watch a horror film, and then you just you just talk about it. Mm. So talk about it with us. We hope you watch these films and you talk about it. So what, what are you going to talk about today, Tim? inside yeah i guess uh was oh. that was that our trailer trailer lead in there let's yeah let's watch the trailer i don't even know where to start with this one yep we pulled we pulled from the hat <laughs> told us to watch inside we watched it here we go inside Oh, man, I bet that was fun to listen to. Yeah. Just some music. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, For those at home, (laughs) the tagline at the end was what she wants, what's inside your house. She wants what's inside you. Meaning your baby because you are extremely pregnant. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. God, the poster, too. I mean, it's it's kind of inventive, but it's very like hostile. Yep. Looking. Well, didn't Hostel come out r- right around this the same was, time? Yeah, 2007. God. Okay. Do you know what the one other 2007 film we've reviewed is, Tim? Go No. Uh, Narrow it down. Uh, it is not an American sh- film. Calvair? No. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's not an American film. Not- Hera, Hera. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> my favorite my favorite too <laughs> x day hair yeah. extensions oh my god that's funny so we travel back again to 2007 which is funny because it is uh what a year yeah what were we doing in 2007 i was in la working in a gay bar oh boy <laughs> rough time i was in college getting excited for there will be blood <laughs> oh man i think my life was was pretty lame right then it got so much better the next year 2007 i liked that year that was a good year for me 
It's the summer of super bad. <laughs> I was cool. living, I was interning here in LA. Like it was the year before I graduated college and I was living here mm. interning at a studio, doing all that whole thing. It was that's fun cool. living in Westwood and Marine Del Rey. Oh man. I think that's the year that my apartment got broken into. Yeah. It was not a good year. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, well. I, well, we moved on. Speaking of getting broken into. Yeah. Oh, wow. What was what, the. <laughs> what a transition that was. Ryan, you have you have graduated to podcaster. <laughs> well, what, was, what would you say this film was about? What was the summary? We like to start with the summary so you can plug into how we plugged into this film. Okay. So the summary is Sarah. So pregnant. Driving, which, you know, I'm not sure that's a good idea, but whatever. Her and her husband are driving. Car accident. Real bad. We see the baby from inside. Not a fun car accident, guys. <laughs> the baby is shocked. Yes. We actually see it go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so. <clears throat> yep. <laughs> so, okay. Sarah, pregnant Sarah, car accident. Her husband dies in the accident. It's real bad. Four months later, she's about, which, whatever. Four months later, she's on the verge of giving birth. Um, the doctor is deciding whether or not they're going to induce labor or what, but she's going to go home, wait it out Christmas for the night, Eve. Christmas Eve, by herself, and then go in the next morning and have a procedure to induce labor if she doesn't go into labor. She's, she's, Which let's just say she definitely got into labor. Yeah. If you know what I mean. <laughs> so, so Sarah goes home. She's got a buddy, a work friend who's set right. to sort of pick her up first thing in the morning, has the keys. She is not happy with her life and she does not want anybody around. That's essentially her state. Yeah. So, as she gets home. Somebody knocks on the door, and it's a creepy nurse from that talked to her earlier, who was a real creep. Mm -hmm. And then we spend the next hour and a quarter, I would say, of that nurse tormenting, brutalizing, um, all of the above horribleness, uh, home invasion sort of getting in yeah. the house and... Making Sarah's life real, real shitty. Right. I uh, just want to know if Tamara is there. Who? Sorry, that was a, a callback <laughs> to what we... The other home invasion movie we've watched was The Strangers. Oh my Pray God. At Night. How dare you bring that up? <laughs> and both of those How movies... dare the you? The modest operandi of the killers is to ask if Tamara is there. <sighs> anyway, she does not do that. She just wants the baby. Yeah, that's right. She just wants the baby. We find that out eventually, which shock, shocker. Yeah. That's what she wants. She wants the baby. The nurse. So a shorter Did the nurse have a name? I don't know. So the shorter summary, I guess, would be a pregnant woman is pursued by another woman who wants her child. Oh, la femme is just... La femme. Yeah. Yes, we're watching Inside A... This is Inside AKA La Interior... <laughs> oh, that was that sounded it just rolled right off your tongue. Right? How is my Frenchlish, <laughs> my Pepe um, Le Pew French? <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that's 
worth saying. Bunch of cops show up. Yeah. That's I kind mean, of what happens. Yeah, yeah. Well, throughout we we get pe- people showing up. Which yeah, is, you right, know, right. Uh, it's just a cavalcade. First, it's the coworker. I guess her boss, the mother. Then her mom. Two cops, and then another three cops. Right. That's right. I guess the two cops come first because she when she sees uh, La Femme for the first time. Mm-hmm. She calls the cops. They come. They check the house. I guess there's three because there's a woman and two guys. Mm-hmm. They do their rounds on the house and say it's all good and that everything's going to be fine and she should stop worrying and that everything's great and she's going to have a great life oh, right. and not to worry and go to sleep and calm well, as down far as and ones that are perfect. As far as ones <laughs> that show up and stay there is who I was That's referring right. to. That's right. So, yeah. So, it's yeah, it's the boss, the mom, and the, the two cops. Well, there's three cops and a... What, what do you call that? Someone they're somebody they've arrested. Yeah, that, that they drag into they're putting it. in the tank or whatever. Yeah. Um. That's it. I think so. It's Antics this... ensue. I mean, like the worst shit ever happens. Right. That's this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Fucking hell. You got yeah. You got her killing her own mom. You got get scissor action so much um well okay right. well how would we rate this tim oh my god oh my god i don't know i have like really mixed feelings about this <laughs> even that just this genre yeah i know so... i had to think about it a bit for sure i'm telling myself this right yep Oh God! Shit! <laughs> Even worse for you, Tim. Um, Would you tell yourself to avoid it, stream it, fuck. rent it, or buy it? Uh, well, I mean, look, I, I'm I'm torn between actually avoid and and stream. I guess I would stream it. I guess. That's this is tough. I'm mean, there's a bunch of reasons that I would avoid it. Like if I was telling somebody else, I I'd tell them to avoid this. But yeah, for me I guess it's a it's a it's a stream. I'm a stream too cuz what always gets me in the end, what wins out over anything's curiosity. Sure. So if this is showing up on lists and people are yeah. talking about it, I kind of have to see it for myself, but I kind of yeah. never need to see it again and wasn't that crazy about it. Yeah. And anything that we're going to get into in our first section what worked was wasn't enough to push it over the line. No, definitely not for me either. Yeah, and that was mostly like, yeah, I guess yeah, my sort of in summary in addition to what I just said was like for this kind of movie f- for the <laughs> for how little was happening to kind of latch on to in a c- cerebral sense that means you want even more just i don't know a sort of right dosage of what's visceral coming out and or um uh certain stylized you know things going on <laughs> certain stylized things going on um but it wasn't enough of all that just to sort of uh elevate it it yeah. felt kind of like you know the, the cg baby you mentioned i was just kind of like Ugh, you know oh yeah 
Yeah, so. we'll talk about Interesting. that. Interesting. We will talk about it. <laughs> you see the baby react how you put that. Okay. Oh, well, man. Get, get, start getting into it. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What worked? What worked? What worked for you? What worked for you? It worked like a charm, Smith. What worked? So, I mean, to start, <laughs> we have just the premise, the log line, which I think did work and I did like. Like, that's when you, you think, okay, what's this home invasion movie? It is yeah. about a crazed woman who lost her child somehow, who just well, wants another woman's so, child. So, that aspect, the fact that the the that it's sort of a discovery in the end that the re- the whole reason for all of this is because La Femme's baby was killed in the car accident. Which I can I jump ahead to. I like that twist. <laughs> I feel like we needed... I, I, I think that's good. Yeah. Like, as a story sort of point, that is good. Um, but, you know... Maybe it could have been better as there a was, midpoint turn... Maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, it's either it's something like that, but I'm not quite sure. But I, I agree. Without just going into criticizing it, that plot point is good. Yeah, and maybe kind of what you were just saying, like in terms of something to hang on to. You know, more of that could have helped um, somehow. But we'll we'll talk about that later. Um, I thought the. The setting of the whole thing and the the uh, what am I trying to say the the feel of mm-hmm. things was really working well. Well, there's a lot of I mean, yeah, you mean all the style things that were going on that almost elevated it. Yes, <laughs> but you're talking about sort of setting and color and yeah, 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 mood definitely. And... Co- yeah, the mood, the color, the film grain, the sort of the just the ambiance of it. I was really into that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of atmosphere. They obviously were blowing some uh, some fog machine into <laughs> a lot of shots and then like getting it to dissipate just the right amount so that it's like got that haziness all the time. I like that. Uh, <laughs> what else did you have? Well, okay. So, yeah, I mean, what worked? So just in itself, yeah, as I said, the log line, the setup, mm-hmm. whatever, great on, you know, as a whole on paper – so to speak, it's the thrust of it all. And then maybe what you were tiptoeing into was this sort of what I have categorized as a sort of, yes, the stylistic aesthetic aspects the aesthetic, of I it, guess. Yeah, that's which I did latch onto, which did work for me, you know, in themselves as being interesting or some, a little something to hang my hat on. Yeah. Um, so those were like as silly and kind of stupid as it was the baby cam, like props to them for just, doing it and showing me something I haven't seen. I This like, is such a weird thing to say, but it felt so fucking French to me. Yeah. And I don't know even what that means. But Just like, to like embrace the idea of showing a little baby's like fetal baby's reactions. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like the first time look. we saw it, I actually was like, wow, that looks really good. And then the car crash happens and it like puts its hands up. Like it's like, like trying yeah. to, you know, 
whatever protect itself and i was like oh wait a minute <laughs> um but yeah initially i was like wow 07 cgi baby looks fucking good yeah the first time looks good and then it just sort of became like a weird cartoon re- yeah. recurring cartoon character <laughs> but like that that helped paint the palette that this film did have you know it was one of the unique things about it that sort yeah. of felt like it could have been adding up or you know was adding up but not into then to enough for something great but anyway that i really actually maybe the strongest point I thought this whole film was the music it was that perfect kind of like what i always try to almost like get at in any like horror thing that i've done where i'm like i don't want it to sound like music at all you know where this film it as um it it, it did probably the best I've heard in like, I can't think of any other examples of just sort of having like st- strikes and stingers and noises and sounds like do a lot to build a soundscape versus anything sounding too overtly musical. Yeah, that's interesting because I, it doesn't like stand out, which I think is good. And yeah, it's probably to the the my earlier point of just the feel and the ambiance of everything that was working because it created this mm-hmm. this kind of atmosphere, <laughs> right? Without it being too much or too sort of on the nose. Yeah, and it were it was those sort of level things like like this that I think why I have to give it a stream or why I tell myself to is like take take what it did have going on even if it didn't add up in the end for me. Yeah. It's like interesting to see. <laughs> where they were going with what with choices they did make, you know, to give it something sort of more um, artistic flair or stylish or whatever. Yeah. So the music, yeah, and that is a good point. If you didn't remember it, then that's a good thing. The main, what what is it? La Femme? La Femme. Yeah, La Femme. I liked her and her, I mean, her casting, where you just kind of hated her. She felt scary. Oh my God. Her. The first time you see her, I was like, I hate her. <laughs> right, you <laughs> just said that. <laughs> But more, it was sort of like, I guess what I want to get at, which I liked, and it was, again, like one of the other colors of this movie that was a choice I appreciated. Um, She was like, it it went beyond sort of, you know, feeling realistic, like at that point with the character, the way she dressed and presented herself and and sort of the way she stalked our hero, Sarah. Yeah. 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 it almost felt like, you know, it was borderline in a horror movie kind of thing. Well, you know what I like about it? Because this is of an era of like over the top sort of in your face realism, mm-hmm. right? Like we're going to show you everything and it's and it's not it's not kind of cartoonish or camp or whatever. It's like, no, we're going to you're going to see, you know, the knife go in, whatever that, you know what I mean? Um, that the, the fact that this character is kind of putting herself, she's a real person putting herself in costumes. Yeah. That idea actually, I think helps to, to live in this real world of she's unhinged. Mm -hmm. Like she's a real person in a real world that is so kind of off that she is costuming herself to fit her psychosis, her idea of the world she lives in. Yeah. Right? And that, if you put that into a real world, is even more kind of upsetting and unsettling because 
sane, rational people tend not to do that unless yeah. the, the the circumstances call for it. Like if you're a cosplayer, great, go live your life. But if you're just a woman, you know, being a creep, thinking, oh, I want to get close to this other woman. I'm going to put on like a 1960s nurse costume to go sit next to her in the hospital. You're like, that's off. Like something's wrong about what this person's perception of reality is. And so that's actually a good device, right? Like we implicitly go, ooh, mm-hmm. something's up with her. Well, like her why she was taken away. Yeah. Like why she dressed that like in the in this almost costume version of a nurse if yeah she, if she's a nurse she's kind of a little like kooky well one. it's interesting because like it sounds like you're getting into that it is something that worked in that it for did. you totally it's totally. sort of when you add in a layer of viewing this through reality but for me like that jump was never made at all in this movie of like t- t- mm. taking this in as any kind of reality so it was pure, again, like aesthetics, just sort of like mm-hmm. the by, <laughs> this is put the, the choice of putting this woman in this costume and making her, you know, combined with the casting, making her appear and walk mm-hmm. a certain way and sort of like drift into the darkness and right. sort of then add the scissors to her, you know, it sort of paints this certain picture, which I don't know. It's interesting. I was different from you in viewing it where I never watched it through the lens of the repercussions as if this was a real person. Hmm. Yeah. So I, that's interesting. Cause I felt like the setting and the world that they create right off the top, I felt was really grounded in like, yeah, this is just reality. Yeah. Like we're not in any sort of fantasy world. So when you put this character, that's, that's, uh, you know off from that reality mm-hmm. you you Im- immediately go something's up and that, i think to me that's working i think yeah it's um it's interesting this will be maybe I'll, i wrote a note to sort of save this for our other section oh, okay because it's more like uh for what didn't work because i'll try to maybe explain then you know what off of this is why at a certain point that reality wasn't sustained for me oh okay yeah 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 i guess what sort of a, so, a, a dif- yeah. oh, go, sorry go oh, no so, so that's that why i'm just sort of like only thinking these things i'm listing in terms of pure like style and flavor uh-huh. you know well it's, it's an works. interesting question because it's sort of like we're trying to kind of pick apart the intention of the filmmaker mm-hmm. and like i kind of took it as like it's a character choice <laughs> yeah and I think you're kind of saying more in the broader sense. It of felt like, like it felt more like it would be reverse engineered, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> huh. Okay. Um, well, it worked for me in that yeah. sense. You know why? Here's why. Here's why. I'm. I think I'm a little hypersensitive to tuning into things that are off in real life, like when I'm out in public and i think this is actually a sort of funny that we mentioned this earlier it's a product of working in a bar for a really long time as like a manager is that you or at least i thought it was part of my responsibility as like kind of the boss of of this public space not technically public but you know what i mean social space to keep an eye on everybody and like be able to pick out when somebody's acting 
off, whether it be because they're too drunk or because they're simply just, you know, off. Yeah. And assessing whether or not they're, I guess, in the most extreme version, dangerous. And so when you tune into like you, you, that's a point of, you know, importance for you to tune into, you start seeing patterns, you start seeing certain types of behavior that go, okay, like, remember that person is doing that thing Mm -hmm. that you've seen before. That's a little off. Probably things that are kind of hard to put into words. It is. It's, it is more of this sort of like feel thing. It's like, Mm -hmm. there was a woman who used to come into the, the, that gay bar, um, who was, you know, just her whole kind of demeanor and like look seemed wrong and off. Like contextually in that space, I was like, we all, she would always come in and I'd kind of be like, something's, something's off. She'd like have kind of coats that were a little too glamorous for like the rest of her aesthetic or like her glasses looked a little like not real glasses. Like she had just snack like almost a costume mm-hmm. so there are these little things like that and eventually it turns out like we realize she's a pickpocket and she's definitely not like mentally she would come in and out she would have these sort of like lucid t- moments of conversation where you'd be like you would never think anything and then she'd like suddenly veer into talking about completely like who knows what's going on like dream type stuff where you'd be like whoa i don't know where we just went but we're off and she was a, she would try to steal people's purses she tried to pick pick pocket that pickpocket people <laughs> she would do a thing where she would put her purse on a bar next to somebody's tab that had been dropped down before the money had been taken by the bartender she'd put her purse like right on it and then try to pick her purse up and the money oh, at the same time. And we <gasps> caught her doing shit like this a bunch of times. So it's that thing that that sort of like it's a gut thing that you learn over time to go something's off. Yeah. And I just need to pay attention. That's a really long way around of saying that I felt that thing in their depiction of La Femme. Yeah. So. Right. And down to their clothing choice. Definitely. Like when she shows up in that black dress at first, I was like, what are we doing? And then I'm sort of like, yeah, she would wear that Mm because she's fucked up and Mm -hmm. off and like it feels wrong and she's wearing a corset. It's like there's some ritualistic sort of thing in her mind. Yeah. The world she's living in is like that. That is the outfit you wear for this. If that was like, yeah, if that the aesthetic again of a. of that costume choice was like a, okay, this was a it of this movie, you know, for me, an element that was the it, you know, a style type mm-hmm. thing. Like, I think a moment where all these different, it's, oh, I mean, actually, no, let me end with that one. Cause what else worked? I mentioned the scissors yes. as a distinct weapon. Sure. And like when I think, you know, reading the description, it's like a scissor wielding, you know, blah, right. blah, blah. <laughs> um, and it was great because they're the exact kind of, you know, the scissors that you can fit like all four fingers through like the whole. It's like real, yeah. like a, a full handed scissors, you know, when you think of full pair of scissors. Um, yeah, whatever, you know, that just as a as a bad guy weapon. And I we've guess. we've seen Fun it a bunch. It. We've yeah. seen scissors. I think we saw it in opera. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, definitely in us. I think we've seen it at least one other time, too. Well, it was that this... 
this was at a more uh, pronounced level of like mm-hmm. they are a scissor wielding villain right. is accurate. Um, so that I liked as part of yeah the building of the um, building of the the it of the of this film and then the distinct lighting we kind of already mentioned like mm. she has that kind of main. I don't know. I guess maybe that's a European thing, but it's sort of like an area of the entrance area of the house. That's sort of a larger nightlight function, you know, where it's like yes. a port, an indoor porch light that yeah, sort yeah. of is orange and then gives an orange hue to the proceedings. Right. Um, that was another just kind of like, okay, you know, things that are pushing this towards something and the sort of, this is what I was getting at. So the sort of moment where it felt like all these different unique things of this film were adding up to a specific moment where I was like on board for, it was somewhere when she's finally out of the bathroom after she's burned uh, Lefemme's yeah, face yeah, yeah. off. And it's like they're having, I didn't mean this as a pun, but they're having a face off. Yeah. You know, they're having, it like, almost looks like moral combat. They're facing off <laughs> against each other. And it's like, you got whatever kind of maybe music, non-music I like is happening. You have the woman now who's had her faint burst, face burnt off with the scissors. And now the other woman finally defending herself. With her makeshift weapon. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember that moment? I'm trying to like, there's other yeah. stuff going on in it. Yeah. And the lighting. Um, but anyway, that felt like, okay, here is full movie happening this is all these elements combined to be successfully doing something that the rest of the movie didn't really do Mm -hmm, for me mm -hmm. but here it was on display finally and i uh that was the moment of the movie much like in willard the (laughs) the the scene where the rats and versus the cat that was the moment of that movie this is the (laughs) moment this movie for me yeah yeah um this is I'll tail off of that. I I think this movie is full of moments that I enjoyed or thought were well executed in in isolation. Yeah, well, that was... I mean, it's almost like you can describe it the same way to mean totally different things when I say, like, uh, this movie made a choice of being... Sorry, let's say there's two different directions. If you have a string of moments or a string of moments, (laughs) you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Like a string of sort of, let's say maybe like Mad Max Fury Road is a string of moments where you don't have like, yeah, you have really key scenes, but it's also kind of it takes on its sort of inherent logic flow Mm -hmm. that sort of keeps you in line. It felt like this was being pushed more in that direction with kind of... um. With kind of like it was an interesting approach. I appreciated to subvert like when you know they you know like they're okay they're if they're like we're doing a home invasion movie. How do we subvert expectations? Right. And I think a way they did that here was to say, well, what if people just keep arriving sure. rather than have be a total <laughs> cat and mouse thing? Well, if we have the cops arrive, leave and then actually come back. What if we have these two other people right, arrive right. and then they're all just all getting successfully killed off? So that. Right. A, those are yeah. Those are individual kind of sequence. Each time yeah. a new person shows up or a new sort of you're in a new setting, but so more, to speak. But like more to my my point though is that that is also the structure of it. It's sort of like it's a commitment to be like our the happenings of this film isn't sort of surrounded around these or you know built on these greater moments or scenes. Let's say, but it's like oh yeah, for this film, it's this this forty five minute chunk. Mm-hmm. Of just sort of 
this is all that really happens, which isn't right. that much. Or it's sort of just people arriving and getting killed off, and that's kind of it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a choice. That was really interesting for how to subvert expectations, I thought. Right. Well, what's the alternative version well, in that, your so mind? That's what I was getting at, too, when you have moments and moments. Right. It would be to add more moments where you have scenes, per se, where you have... Yeah. Um, okay, here is the scene where in some sort of, by introducing a sort of like interesting new deeper conflict versus just she's stuck in the bathroom mm -hmm. for, you know, 40 minutes. Right. Um, you know, something like, like what if maybe, I don't know, I'm just spitballing. Like if there was more of once her face was burned off and how if that, you know, is okay, now is when she's disabled in this kind of way. Mm -hmm. Or what if um, the baby was born during it and we saw her trying to now protect totally. it outside of her. Yep. Or what if, you know, just different things like that. Well, and I think actually a good counterpoint movie is... House, Last House on the Left, where it's like what that has that this movie doesn't have is sort of um, goals, mm -hmm. right? We've got to get the boat keys, but because of that, we've got reversals because this got in the way or that got away and obstacles and whatever. This is a different thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I'm not – I mean, I guess I could say I prefer the Last House on the Left structure or writing style or whatever, but like – that's not to say this didn't work for what it was. It just chose to do a different thing. Well, can we get... I mean, the only other thing I had and what worked was the twist and the ending, which we already talked about. So is there anything else you want well, to say? Well, so yeah, I guess the the other thing is sort and of... Remember that thought you just had because I want to oh, yeah, totally. go off of that. It's For me, the the things that that worked did not work as a movie thing. They're not like... They didn't make the movie better. Uh, or or good, so to speak. Just the isolated uh, execution of, um, uh, I guess, kills or graphic moments, I thought were good. Like they they were evocative in and of themselves. Right, I agree. Sheer practical so, filmmaking wise. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess really what I'm saying is the practical effects of this movie, like the injuries, the slashes, the blood stuff, the slicing. Yeah. The all, all of those things. I'm like, whoever was the, you know, the effects person on this, they fucking crushed it. Mm -hmm. Um, except for the baby part, but I mean the CG babies, but all the practical things, all of the, the gore was great, but, that leads to a broader, I think, problem that we will get into right now in our next section. <laughs> what did not work? It's not ready yet. Seems to work okay. No, something important's missing. What did not work? <laughs> Those things individually, I was like, every time one happened, I was like, oh, damn, shit, oh, fuck, what? whatever, great. That's it had the appropriate reaction. But after about four of them, I just was like, can you I I don't want to watch this woman get beat up and brutalized anymore. It's too much. And I just 
it's all fair and good that those effects were well executed, but I just stopped wanting to watch the movie because yeah. it's too much. Well, that's what I think. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. Was and maybe that's it, the point, right? Like that's what they're trying to do with this movie. Yeah, but I don't know. It's but yeah, I mean, I agree with you in that it um it peaked early for me. So then I was just, honestly, I was just kind of numb to the rest of it. Like, you know, I should have been like freaking out and mad when she kills the cat, but instead I was just kind of like not in the movie. I'm kind of like, okay, yeah. well here's where she's holding a fake cat and she's going to kill right. it probably here. Right. And, like, and actually, you know, that's funny. That moment was one of the first moments in a movie I've ever seen where I actually gasped because I, they had cut away and I had forgotten she was holding the cat oh. <laughs> and I was thinking about something else and they come back and she squeezes it in a way. I, I've ne I don't think I've ever gasped in a movie <gasps> like that. I went, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> that sounds like almost more happenstance that you view yes. it that way than the filmmaking. No, though. no, totally. I don't think it was, you know, the filmmaking per se, okay. just as coincidental. Well, <laughs> what? Okay. So this is a, to me, this is the problem. Yeah. This, what we're talking about, is the problem and why I just kind of don't ever want to see this and, and why I was borderline in a void. Is, and we've talked about this. Like, yes, in horror, in lots of horror, women are getting brutalized. That's, that is a common trope. But I'm sorry. There is there's a limit. Like, there's a fucking limit. And like, like we said, Last House on the Left did a totally different thing. And there are kind of like well-placed plot reasons to push that well, agenda along. We remember how it's like in Last House on the Left, I pointed out how even in the scene where the two girl or yeah, where the two girls are confidently kind of like smoking the joint with the boy, like with the, the reserved kid. Mm hmm. Like that in some way is saying something about an underlying theme right. going on, which that was not happening here. No. And actually your voice keeps popping up in my head, I think, with uh, oh. how to. Oh, really? Right. How to describe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of ways I'm going to put it here about what was not working for us in this film. It's kind of like I think we're just sort of listed lots of ways to try to try to describe the same thing. Mm. But I hear your voice going, pick a lane. Sure. So <laughs> you've said that before. Yeah, yeah. So what was it we were saying in the last section we were getting at where it was kind of like there's two maybe directions or styles. There's the more like art house direction, kind of like what I loved in Calvair of mm -hmm. just kind of it takes on this sort of like inner logic flow of um, like where where let's say the four, how this movie is 40 minutes of her in a bathroom and then just people just arriving, getting killed off. Like if whatever that sort of outlook within a film is pushed to the extreme, then it can coalesce into something, you know, sort of greater about the theme or whatnot. Yeah. But it felt like it also was sort of taking the approach of being a sort of more like how last on the house on the left was that style film of like scenes we're saying, you know, moments in that sense. You, you, can you help me? I'm trying to like um, describe these two different <laughs> approaches. Yes. And how it felt like a mill ground between the two. In uh, Well, in a way, I think we're kind of arguing or not arguing, but we're talking about taking a thematic idea in an avant-garde way and saying, I'm going to lean on sort of my 
thematic ideas and let that drive where this goes with the characters versus a more house on last house on the left quote unquote formulaic movie structure where it's plotted out and there are distinct plot point reasons to move the story along yeah and those sort of they both work if they're executed well this one seemed like it kind of had neither of those two things it just was like I don't know. It's hard to even kind yeah, of. Yeah. Well, this it feels one, like it's floating in a nebulous. It's world. hard because I, I want to say that like it's not that Last House on the Left was just doing it the other way, and that's what worked because I think like those plotting things that you described happened as if they were coming more from a plotting place. I think they come more from a theme exploring place. It's kind of like the chicken and the egg. When you have a scene that feels true to the film. It's like, well, what comes first, the thematic question underneath it or just sort of the situation allowing it? You know, the sort of where it's written from is can come from either place and, and coalesce of its own accord. It's just a, you know, matter of making it correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And just so mm. that was the more that was the correct matrix for um, to use a screen eye term from Professor O'Neill, uh, who I had. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in college, yeah, it's like the Matrix is the what's what's true to the movie that what everything that is true to the movie, you know, kind of, kind of thing. I don't know where that was going, except I was trying to say, I think look at it again from how Last House on the Left was doing things on multiple levels when this one was not. <laughs> well, well, let's think about this for a second, though. There are definite distinct things in both Calver and Last House on the Left that help us to be anchored to kind of the world. Well, that was, yeah, because of this one, I was... And this maybe didn't really, that was part of the problem. So one of the big yeah. setups of this movie is is us trying to get in with Sarah's kind of state of mind yeah. and, and emotional state right. and the world she's in. So like we have a bunch of examples, right? Like first and foremost, we see her kind of just despondent in the hospital when the doctor is doing the ultrasound. Um, generally speaking, the ultrasound is a time when people are really excited to see, you know, the health of the baby and see an image of it. And that's kind of a, you know, thematically, we think of that as like a positive or a happy time. But but circumstantially, her husband's dead. She's been through this trauma. She's despondent. And even the doctor's kind of trying to be cheery about it. Mm -hmm. And she's just not even responding. He, I think he asked her like what she's going to name it. And she's just like doesn't say anything. Um, and then we get uh, effectively that beat of her just being despondent three more times. Yeah. We see her with the nurse who's ends up being La Femme and the nurse is annoying and she's despondent and not saying anything to her and eventually turns to her and calls her a twat. Great. Then we see her with her mom and her, and she keeps pulling away from her mom. The one person who theoretically is supposed to be, you know help like a positive like comfort yeah. so she's eschewing that then we see her in the park and she's looking at a little kid and she's kind of taking pictures of that but she's still sort of despondent and then this guy shows up and we think he's just a weirdo turns out she knows him but we have we that's a thing that's happening right she is not acknowledging that she knows him in that whole moment so we've really really leaned in and then she's like she says maybe five times i just want to be alone right then we finally get into the house. So we've spent all this first act shit just pounding away at this idea of like she doesn't 
that she's in this terrible sort of state of mind. Um, that's true to the character, but it's not really giving us much to latch on to to care about her. Whereas Calvair Mm -hmm. and Last House on the Left, they do things to make us give a shit about the characters. We get to sort of go on a little bit of a ride with where everybody is. And then when shit starts going on, we go, ooh, shit. I see why and what these characters want. Right. So our our sympathy and investment in her as a character... I think that's exactly yeah. I, I mean, what I was saying, pick a lane can be applied to this. Where I want to say, like, yeah, with like when she killed the mom, I was surprisingly like not invested and like so what. And so you just talking about it now reminded me is like, oh, yet we did go through all this. What should be character set up? Yet it wasn't effective for me in sort of right. investing in her as a character. I guess, and maybe that's because I mean, yeah, the reasons of it feeling like it peaked early Mm. in a sense but it's like it felt like it then switched into the mode of just where okay let's assume that setup work which it didn't for getting on board with her character or whatever whatever then that means the rest of the movie we're supposed to be on board just for pure like the situation alone should be what uh is investing us in her plight yet so so it's those are the two things where it's like Because I don't want to just blanket say like, oh, well, then it would have been better if we had given her more character moments, blah, 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 throughout kind of thing. That's it. It's like the either or you pick the lane, either you have just this situation and we are tuning into her there. Or it is more sort of like what the beginning was sort of setting up. It's going to be a kind of movie where I don't know, we're invested more in her sort of. In a, in a very movie sense, her thought processes and what she's going through. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because there's like, there's like, like yeah. I don't want to say, oh well, you, we should have. I just wasn't invested enough in her. That and that you think that means okay. That means I needed to know more about her, or see her reaction more. But then I always counter with, yeah, but and I've I've done this before on the show. Mentioned the um the Dunkirk I thought was great and people had that complaint about mm-hmm. it of like yeah but I didn't know anything about them and I'm like yeah that would have ruined it because I think it Christopher Nolan was correct and like just seeing human faces go through this situation right. was all I needed and but but I think that there's something that is maybe necessary in 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 our oh how do I describe this so in a way, her the her character's experience is is actually the same thing over and over and over again. And so, what we're not getting is sort of ups and downs. Yeah. And I think that's part of the problem. So, for example, it's fine if you set up that she doesn't want to be around her mom, but before her mom comes in, and we're already in the thick of it, and she's already like been brutalized and then she kills her mom in between those two points we never saw any sort of moment of her questioning or even considering the interaction at the top so if the interaction at the top with her mom is sort of a like unpleasant one or or she has that she herself has a emotional reaction to the coldness of of how she w- interacted with her mom 
So, for example, she could we could see her later kind of even for a moment feel a little bit of like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have been so fucking shitty to my mom. Mm -hmm. If we had gotten that in that bit in between the, the two times we see her mom when she kills her mom and then she feels even worse. We know that she acknowledged that she was kind of being shitty to her mom early on. Yeah. And even if she she's she's justified in how she interacted with her mom. I don't know. I'm not saying one way or the other. But we never got this push pull of of her state of mind, her acknowledgement of the people around her in a way. Right. So it sounds like considering the setup, it should have been going more this direction you're explaining. Well, I, yeah, I mean, the, I was trying to set up how there is an opposite that isn't inherently bad. Correct. No, I agree. I, I think that, oh, it's, I just felt like we, we feel an emptiness because her character is empty and we never even get a glimmer of what the non-emptiness would be. Even in her mind, like it could just be an idea of of what it's like to not feel the way she feels or a hope that she somehow expresses of that. Anything to make us not constantly be on, oh, she's feeling emptiness. Oh, now she's she's scared. Now she's getting brutalized. Now she's getting brutalized worse. Now she's getting brutalized worse than that. Now she just killed her mom, which is way worse. Now, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's always going deeper into horrible yeah. for her. And I think that we have a limit of how much we're willing to sort of stick with somebody. It was interesting because I think at a certain point, yeah, I sort of plugged into thinking like um okay so where this movie is going is it's sort of taking a person who's probably this is like the worst situation you could be in kind of thing okay so then i thought even that the, that poses that even at the beginning like yeah the, the, right that's what i'm saying from the very the get -go, beginning before anything has happened that's what i'm saying you take a character <laughs> who's already just in the worst worst situation then in, i saw what could be an interesting movie kind of like the premise promised but didn't live up to of okay what happens when you have a person in the worst situation already put in an even more worse situation how does that make them look then as a person what is their sort of growth and reactions or or i don't want to say growth necessarily what are their human responses right to that and that's why i think what you're getting at that we just sort of didn't have it was just sort of like uber specific situational oh she's chasing her here so that means now she's trying to get away to here right or she was just stabbed there so now she's dealing with that injury there you know right and that it didn't she wasn't pushed despite all that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I, well, I guess it's what you were saying. It feels too victim-y to me, too, where it's like, how do I put that? It, 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 like, she's just constantly being victimized. And and because of how it's constructed, she almost doesn't really even have a way to fight back. Yeah. And so she's just fucked the whole time. And right. to me, that like I think in this type of movie, you need to have kind of a, a roller coaster. This is not a roller coaster. Right. This is literally we we started at the ground, and there's the roller coaster is going into the ground and just just never stops going down. Right. I right? think we're just falling down the whole time. You need her roller coaster and or I mean this is maybe what would provide that roller coaster is just sort of more of a unique 
wrappings to the proceedings. Mm. So to sort of go off of that, what I mean is that I think this is the mer- first movie I've seen that truly lives up to the, 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 the would it be non-clementure? No, the, the phrase torture porn. Yeah. Because like, so let's say, so what people think the Saw movies and Hostel movies. Mm -hmm. So Saw, you have this sort of central like horror super villain that's, you know, the the Jigsaw character. And he has like this super ploy thing. So that's why, that's the movie. That's Saw is the traps. It's not necessarily like it's torture porn. It's like there's more than just going on because of uh yeah as again the wrappings of it and mm-hmm. the same with hostel like i kind of love that story of it's about rich people paying money and to to experience killing people right like that in itself is a strong and is delivered well and in there's those some movies. there's some commentary on yeah. that about what it is to be an american quote unquote <laughs> right in you know and the arrogance and the ridiculousness of american Twenty-year-olds, right, or whatever you want to call it, like it's there's a broader commentary happening, and yeah, I don't know what the broad commentary on this movie would be. Well, that's that's exactly like what you're just getting at. It was, it was like is that she is just effed the whole time, and that's it. You know, it's not. And so, if that's the commentary, like we never really get a any sort of catharsis there, well, there's with better that. ways that then i think then you should make it a movie about how things get progressively worse yet it wasn't like things got progressively worse people just kept just more people just sort of showed up and died yeah you it's know a, it's just a meat grinder like, you're just throwing shit more shit into use, the grinder use her getting maybe what if it ended up it was sort of more the focus on her and this other person like as horrible as it'd be, it'd be with the premise, like dismembering each other more and more. So she just becomes an increasingly like bloody mess, which kind of happens. You, you can mean say. the La Femme character? Yeah, yeah no, no. Uh, the main character, Sarah, both of them. Then sure. make that the focus, I'm saying, versus just sort of like, or that's your, your line mm-hmm. you're following. Yeah, if it's a tit for tat kind of thing where it's like, if you're constantly playing the who's got the upper hand. Mm-hmm. That only sort of happens in that final ten right. minutes, and it's it doesn't really happen. That right? Much. Like well, we get it a couple. I'm times. saying that's a sense of progression that the movie right. could have been conscious about and sort of been been about. Right. Um, well, and I think th- I think that if that were the case, where it's like instead of one person just being the 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 premier brut- brutalizer and occasionally getting you know little things happen to get her to slow down if it's if it really is a like i do this to you and then i you do this to me and there's just sort of this battle going on Mm -hmm. when we find out the reason that la femme is there that that she was a victim of this car accident and she lost her baby and that's why she's there i think seeing the two of them beat each other up almost equally up to the point of realizing that would would be a little more cathartic because it'd be like it is sort of the like the you're you're beating each other up over circumstance well yeah because you see you can at least not maybe not relate but you can see where la femme is coming from as far as like this is the woman who took my baby so i'm gonna take her baby rather than just relegating it it to a twist they're both beating each other up it sort of speaks to this broader sense of like misplaced 
anger and futility of of the world like yeah like shit happens and like it's, it's an accident it's it is name. an accident and these two people have just beat the shit out of each other because they don't know where to place their grief it's like yeah this... that to me would be a a stronger sort of foundation. I think, yeah, misplaced grief under the construct of probably the most powerful force in the universe is maternal instincts. Sure. <laughs> you know? Right. Or at least we're, yeah, I mean, theoretically, yes. Yeah. So, you know, there is a whole, yeah. So I, without those kind of threads to maybe hang on a little bit more, it just was watching somebody get their ass kicked in the worst way. AKA torture I mean, porn. They're just they're already that it's you're kicking the 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 what what's the expression? You're kicking the dog, right? It's like you're just, where the dog lies, yeah. Yeah, I mean you're just over and over. I'm like, I don't I don't mm-hmm. care anymore. Like I just want it to stop. Even if it was just supposed to be an exercise in shock value, it lost its shock mm-hmm. to me too. That's why I said I should have been freaking out about like killing the mom or the cat, but yeah. it was just like, it was numb. Well, and it bummed me out because there are shots and like there are visual sequences and, and filming techniques that I was like, God damn, that looks good. Mm-hmm. It looks the bl- like we I'd said at one point, I was like the fucking blacks. However, they did like whatever method they used to color this, they got the black so fucking rich without losing, you know, the aesthetic. Yeah. And like then when you get into the starkness of the bathroom and its whiteness and the blood of that, it, like they're the, the walls are painted green. And so when blood splatters on it, it turns sort of into this murky brown. Right. Like, there's a lot of good in the execution of the visuals of this movie. I think what, but what, yeah, your, your butt to finish your butt. I think what you were kind of story. I think what you were kind of getting at. Yeah. Was, um, exactly. There could have been more done. That was unique to the situation. That wasn't just, okay, more people show up and she's Mm -hmm. trapped in a bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Also. Okay. So this is, let's take a little bit of a, turn away from why this movie sucked i didn't mean suck but why we were whatever about it relegated was to a the stream. cop a zombie <laughs> what was the cop what who tries to change the fuses and gets shot in the head and then comes back to life <laughs> and beats up sarah right but right as they're about to have their like sarah and Lafemme like uh-huh. standoff that cop stands up and his eyes are like black. Oh, yeah. And his face is all like drawn. And he's like m- just sort of violently swinging and clubbing Sarah. Like a zombie. He looks like a zombie. I mean. I suddenly was like, what's <laughs> going on? I think it's kind of like, you know, that ending a house of the devil is predicated on how some people can survive like head wounds for a limited amount of time. Okay. It was. I mean, I just was like. It actually undercut the standoff moment. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. So I just was like, now we're we're all, we're really off the fucking rails. Yeah, which was maybe actually part of what added up for me in that moment. I was saying worked. It's like okay, finally this movie sort of, if it could do anything, it would be going off the rails. So I, I'm glad it was doing it. I mean, if you could take what was going on in that sequence and build that out to the whole movie and the insanity that yeah. would be that movie right. where it's like all bets are completely off. Actually, we we're just in hell. 
Yeah. And like people are coming back to life and fucking being mo- like, which if it was that, I I actually probably would have gotten on board. And that's kind of I think what then I it's wanted. A metaphor. Then, it's a metaphor for how right. shitty life is. Well, it's a metaphor <laughs> I think for how powerful that force in of the again the maternal instinct to think of like imagine Sarah like releasing her wrath. Fully, or both of them, both of them sort of having a standoff that felt like it was reaching their true push-pull potential, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, then I think we could have actually reached that level of insanity in a way that would have felt um, earned, you know? Here's an example of a movie that actually I think does kind of what we're asking this one to, like, what we could have... Mother? <laughs> ...enjoyed? No. The Descent. Mm-hmm. The Descent has all sorts of weird shit going on in the beginning, but essentially it's just a word trap. Both start with a, a woman yeah. scarred by it's, an accident and loss of family. It's sort of about grief and it's about like trying to come back from that. And the first half of the movie is essentially just a spelunking movie, right? The, the pitfalls of cave exploring. <laughs> and then it takes this turn into fucking complete hell where there's these creatures and there's you know, bone graveyards and blood baths and literal blood blood baths that she like hides in and all that shit. So us getting to see her kind of actualize mm-hmm. through that insanity and come out of it like a fucking badass, that's we can get on board because she is actually she's actionable, right? Like she's doing something despite the 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 complete insanity and like despair of her reality. There's only the one moment in inside that even comes close to that of her grabbing the knife and the, the tube from the vacuum cleaner, Mm -hmm. creating the weapon and standing up like, I'm going to fucking do something about it. It's one moment and it gets undercut by this weird zombie thing. And that was the moment I was describing. Right. felt like there was potential right. to build from in, yeah. So, yeah, so there's, I guess, sort of that speaks to the broader, like, emptiness, I guess, yeah. to me, of the whole thing. And if that was the point, fine. I don't think it was. But, yeah. It really did feel like they... Like, yeah, like, when I'm told this premise, I get excited, and then the movie that I kind of want isn't delivered. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It can maybe be put as the most simply to bring it all back. Mm. Be put that way. Yeah, didn't live up to the promise of the premise. It didn't uh, pursue po- potent yeah. possibilities. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I think we could just we could we could continue to beat this. Well, course, let's change let's course not. to things of note. <laughs> yeah. This should be interesting. I thought it was noteworthy that yeah. in the dream sequence of the baby jumping out of her mouth. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was actually, we should. I should have put that in things that worked. I forgot about that. I don't know if I could say it worked. No, well, but like adding okay. up to a, that again felt like promise of a film that didn't end up delivering. Yes, you're right. I agree. But that's why Can I can't... you describe the shot for us? Okay, well, so she's fallen asleep. She wakes up and she's kind of choking on something and she falls to the ground and starts violently vomiting right. up like 
milk. It's sort of the mm-hmm. white. It's you know kind of alien esque, right? And it's it's a pretty in, in I, like I don't like vomit or throwing up in it well at all. And watching it, I'm always pretty like mm, I don't really want to watch this. This one was heightened to a point of like almost absurdity. And then she what she sort of turns over and she's on her back and her mouth kind of her jaw kind of falls open unnaturally. Yeah, like a snake. And she's like gagging and yeah, about to throw up from her back. And then the head of the baby, the CGI baby actually starts to come out of it and like pops up and is like, "Ah!" yeah, and then it's over. And I laughed for like 30 seconds straight. Yeah, that was kind of great. I forgot about that scene. Let's yeah, it's noteworthy to me because it's not actually working for the broader movie and it's not not working because it had a good kind of I had a good reaction to it, but it we never get more of that. Right. So take that scene and then the other the standoff scene we talked about. Those are your scenes. Yeah. Make the rest of the movie from there. You know, Make the bathroom shit 10 minutes, not 45. Yeah. If that maybe it three minutes any other thing is actually um well i think just in general this sort of where this movie lives in in historic like film history in this quote-unquote new wave french horror new wave i think there's a term for it uh new french extremity or extremity it's extremity Mm -hmm. um and just like why and where that all came from is sort of an interesting dive like that I, you can just look it up and kind of go through, you know, various people have their opinions as to where this came from and, and what was motivating it um, and whether or not it is technically torture porn or not yeah. torture porn. Like who makes that distinction and what is that distinction, all of that stuff. Um, I just think that stuff's interesting, but like a quite a large conversation though i don't think we need to get maybe into. if we watch more over the years <laughs> right right but it exists and there's a lot of literature on that and and people have a lot of opinions about it um just as one quote um this is from the director who who made martyrs which is on our list to watch which i think is a year after inside and you know, is is banned in a, in a bunch of places. Like, it's apparently that, you know, extreme. Looking forward to it. But this guy says, my film is very clear about what it says about human pain this and This is about suffering. martyrs? This is about martyrs, yeah. But it's, I think this speaks to sort of the French new wave thing. Okay. So again, my, my film was very clear about what it says about human pain and suffering. The film is only really about the nature and the meaning of human suffering. I mean the pain we all feel on an everyday basis in a symbolic way. The film doesn't talk about torture. It talks about the pain. And I think I don't really know why that was what was in our collective sort of consciousness or the world at that at the 07 sort of time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we could kind of pick it apart. But I think it's an interesting conversation to have about this is the era of like going from Tim Burton Batman to Chris Nolan Batman. Which I think is right? like historically from a Western perspective to get into it is pre-post 9-11. Correct. Where we'd been living in a reality as if there was no pain. Right. 
there was no collective pain because look at all of us. We're happy going to our, our water parks, you know, yep. that's it. So to sort of then when the, the planes hit the towers be like, oh, we're all, that didn't come from nowhere. Right. You know, and then in a greater, greater, greater collective kind of outlook. Yeah. And I think so you can kind of at, at minimum take away from this era of movies that people were saying, look at this, right? Like, look at where or the the origins of reality, like stop turning a blind eye to the horrors of the world. Right. Kind of like so Batman, again, as, as you use as a reference point, that's why I thought of it. Um original batman i mean which i love 89 or 69 one yeah um i mean maybe the 60s ones too but those feel like the beat of the parents death feels like it's you know from the pages of a comic book Mm -hmm. of a certain kind of what we think of comic books when we think of comic books and then the dark knight you have a whole film kind of about him dealing with that is batman begins (laughs) you know yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's so that distinction. I think there is something in that and and maybe an interesting, you know, debate to have as to the I don't know, the validity or the efficacy of films like this and if there this you know, again, like why I am on the fence of avoid versus well, stream it's hard like, be- should we watch these? It's hard because I don't know. I think that is a better question and I mean, it's an interesting quote, but I think it would be better saved for martyrs, assuming maybe it's a better film. Well, maybe, yeah. Because I know know you're looking at it as a movement Mm -hmm. that this film that we watched inside is sort of looked at as a part of. Right. But I don't think it was successful enough as a film to sort of be included in that. I mean, I mean, it may be in the sense of like, where does it all come from? How that, is it bubbling up then? Yeah, I think that's what I'm getting at is sort of the intention or the the yeah, the well, the presumed in, intention of this to try to, these filmmakers so, at that time. So so then if that's the specific why, why the filmmakers at this time, like what I and also to segue to maybe another topic. God, to explore you're so here. good at the segues today. <laughs> so is proud um, of you. the filmmakers. They said uh they were simply interested in the question of, okay, what if we rather, what if we just make it the formula rather than a man, you know, going after a woman, a woman going after the woman. I'm just interested in that film. That's the approach. So then as far as your question, mm-hmm. it's like, well then why do these two dudes think of that? And I think of that as a more, you know, from a, a horror history perspective, mm-hmm. which then again okay. can be reflected on real life as to where we are at any given time in horror history. But the bigger question that that brings up to me, which I was funny, I was looking at the letterbox just sort of reviews for this. Hmm. And uh, one person didn't just didn't bother rating at all. They just wrote in all lowercase letters. Why was a man allowed to make this movie? I think that's a very valid point. And I actually thought initially that a woman had directed it. I know, because one of the names was actually yep. just a, it was just a French male name. It's, so It's Julian. So two French dudes made this film about a pregnant woman, a woman who lost a child pursuing another woman for her child. Yep. And, and so, yeah, you think. Uh-uh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's the feeling that, that it's me in the stomach. Yet, I think, I mean, 
what I fall back on, this is where I want to bring it into debate mode. Just, I mean, not that we are the authorities for this. I think this would have been a really good movie to have a female totally. guest on. But like, I fall back on like, so if whether you're a dude or not, like if you are interested in this question of maybe it's maybe, and this is exactly why the movie didn't add up to sort of much, you know, anything very meaningful in the end, mm-hmm. but the dudes were simply looking at as an exercise and okay, well, how do we make a home invasion, home invasion slasher with this as the conceit? And, and I think anyone should be allowed to like make any, you know, thing that interests them sure. for whatever reason, you know, in right. film. So, but whether they were the best people for the job, I don't think so. You know, as far as, yep mining mining all that it could be and having an air of authenticity to it right well and i just just to check look to see if the the american remake was directed by a woman and it was not god of course and that came out just like two years ago come on guys yeah so it was original was 2007 yeah spanish director and screenwriter and actor miguel angel vivas so they missed again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. God, I, if there ever you. was a movie just to like be helmed by all women, that's like this premise, right? Sure. Like, yeah. Well, and that makes me wonder whether or not what, you know, what is that movie? Is Does it exist? And or are women like, no, that's fuck that movie. You know what I mean? If, if women filmmakers have the opportunity do they say that's not a movie i want to make i mean i'm just curious i have no idea but i'd i'd love to ask you know the five women directors that i know and just be like if you were presented with this would you would you be on board or would you be like no i'd be so curious just give them give a set of women filmmakers this premise and sort of hear out their pitch on it and give a Mm -hmm. bunch of dudes this premise see their pitch on it yeah um yeah I, but I mean, for whatever reasons, I think there's a lot more, you know, I think it's definitely a part of it, but I don't know what else these filmmakers made, but I mean, I'm guessing, I think it's a part of it too, as far as why they may not have naturally reached the full potential of what you'd want from mm-hmm. this premise. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I Well, mean, I don't know. I, th- I thought there'd be more to say on that, but yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, but certainly not. It gets invalid a, for it gets a really high rating this movie yeah i know i think that's kind of was my fascination for going on something like letterbox mm-hmm. is seeing but it seems like those people are literally in it just like what you said just those those literal moments mm-hmm. of this oh, is a person getting stabbed this way this is a guy's face getting blown off by a gunshot right. but i like I'm, I'm forgetting it as soon as yep. we're talking about it i agree well Oh, well, you can't win them all, Ryan. <laughs> no. Hey, but it's our job. As it's, you know what? We, we in the intro, we try to set up what the show is a certain way. But uh, the language that Tim and I used when sort of first starting this podca- podcast was uh, we're looking for treasure. Explorers, spelunkers, yeah. Yeah. gold diggers, trying to search uh, whatever we could find, whether they be nuggets, gems, jewels. Yeah. Uh, interesting vintage pickaxes 
with some sort of historical, you know, interest. And there's plenty out there that, you know, we haven't seen. I know. So there's a whole lot because, hey, this was episode 39 and we got a whole lot more on our list. And there is we just were looking at the letterbox list today, a compilation of the 1000 top horror films culled from a list of top of 40 different top horror films. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, I, I went through that and I got to like 150 and there was 30 movies that yeah. I haven't seen. I mean, we really so. hope uh, that this episode be more based on sort of honing which ones we do on um on your, yes, you, you, yes, you, <laughs> your input at what films you want us to watch. Yeah. Let us know. Totally. Well, let's do some recommendations. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I, we, this will be a first for our show, Tim. But I have to recommend Dead, a film we've watched, because, you oh. know, I loved Calvair okay. so much. It. <laughs> it's another movie they're speaking French in, and we've referred to it a few times, a couple times today in yeah. passing. But people, like, as I just said, this is a podcast <laughs> about digging up the gold and the silver or whatever. Like, for me, this was probably the biggest nugget we've dug <laughs> up is Calvair, just my personal taste, like... That was one of the the few movies I've given a buy. Like I look, I gave Mandy a buy. I don't know how that could have been, you know, I I'll stand by that because of just sort of how successful it is and the unique place it takes you to. But like Calvair, man, that's that's a that's a real that's a real buy for me. It's hard to track down, but it's worth doing it. Watch it, listen to our episode, Calvair. Cool. Mine's Raw. Have you seen Raw? Yes, I know. I saw it. I told you, we talked about it. I saw it as screening with the director and talk about female filmmakers yep. take on violence. Yep. 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 And I, uh, so yeah, for me that I go, go, if you need, if you watched inside and you need a palate cleanser, quote unquote, <laughs> uh, as per what we were talking about. Yeah. Check out. Raw. I, uh, I'm developing a horror film and I've, I've, it's a feature script I've written like a couple drafts of, that's very, very similar to that. Cool. And I kind of went in wary, like, oh God, is it just totally the, you know, that feeling when you've been working on something. Yeah. But Raw was so in, incredibly and indelibly made by a French woman. Do you know what I mean by that? Mm. No. How? <laughs> I don't know. Like how you said... The CG baby felt French to you for some oh my reason. God. <laughs> I don't know. There was just something about it. Like it, maybe it wasn't this, that it was in French or whatever, but raw, it just had, it just, it just seeped with that. Like I could tell it was, a. Uh... you know what it was for me? There's a scene where the two sisters are peeing on the roof mm -hmm. and they just squat and piss. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh yeah, this is, this is a different thing. Yeah. Right. Like this is not. You would not, well, I don't think you would really see that in the States. Yeah. Anyway, this was, uh, yeah, it was, <laughs> after that, I was reassured is still very different from the reluctant cannibal film, if that's the sort of subgenre, sure. subgenre sub that I wanted to, that I hope to make an addition to someday. Well, I think it's different. I mean, not to get into a review of Raw, but like, I felt like I was on the journey with the girl. Like I was experiencing it through her, whereas mm -hmm. inside, I felt like I was just watching somebody yeah. go like get fucked with. Yeah. There's a difference. And so I think, and maybe that, you know, is a testament to how a woman filmmaker can portray the experience of I a I mean, woman. also just 
women are not film. <laughs> women are not yeah the filmmaking was way better yeah. in raw than these these guys yeah sorry to say sorry guys, guys. <laughs> um great oh man is it your turn to pull next week's I'm movie i'm pretty sure it is i think so tim Ooh, what's it gonna be something uh not french <laughs> okay <laughs> wait a minute okay it's japanese yes. from 1965 yes an era we we love and i'm not sure i know how to say this kwaidan kwaidan yes that's one it's also on those lists we've been looking at tim sweet i really want to see it oh wait is this the one with the tattooed face on the yep. poster cool okay i have no idea what it is great great well, let's great. keep it that way until we see it I'll yeah. see if I can no, rent, us the, rent us the Blu-ray from a yeah, video tech. Do you think it has like a criterion or something? I think it does. Sweet. I think I actually have. Maybe it's on um, the Criterion channel I have now. Awesome. Cool. Great. Well, well, well can, where can, uh, what, do we, what do we want to say here? Man, lots of, lots of foreign films on our list. Cool. Well, I think that's good because it's like... <laughs> because that's half the... I mean, that's more than half if you just look at sort of... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's stepping outside of the 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 whatever the box of U.S. horror is yeah. good. <laughs> cool. Otherwise, uh, we'd just be watching like Nightmare on Elm Street over and over again. This is okay. <laughs> Not. Um, so, well, you can find us at dismemberinghorror.com. at Gmail and on Instagram, dismemberinghorror at Gmail dot com. And yes, that's what you meant, but I'm just clarifying. <laughs> dismembering whore. At dismembering whore for the Instagram. Yeah. And then at dishorrorpod on Twitter. <laughs> and you can find, uh, you know, Tim and mine's little bios there. I have a mm -hmm. portfolio website, ryanmcduffie.com. Yeah. And I'm just at Tim Aslan everywhere. Great. He is at Tim Aslan, wherever he's Tim Aslaning. Yep. He's at it. I'm currently doing it right now. <laughs> Great. Um, yeah. Well, we uh, hope you enjoy us. Enjoy us. Enjoy us. If you enjoy and join us next week, you will enjoy us for Kwai Don. Mm, Kwai Don. <laughs> uh, well, until then, thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye.